The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is... Ayo Josh, let me, ayo Josh, let me, ayo Josh, let me, ayo Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. J Will. Yeah, I'm about that lifestyle. I talk green work, repping it all over. It's right on the t-shirt. Been for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a long pass. Figure I would show some love right on the podcast. Turn this up loud and make sure you don't do nothing else. Cause if you're listening to us, then you're improving your health. My name is Jay Will. Welcome to the show, yeah. Wrestle, flow, 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 yeah. wickedy wickedy what up everybody it's wrestling reverb time it's uh (laughs) me and kevin's schedules are not really lining up at the moment but kevin is here this week we've just we've both finished work we're both in two different very different time zones but um, you as sleep deprived as I am at the moment, because I'm very sleep deprived. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, uh, pretty tired. Not gonna lie, mm. I just got just got off an eight hour shift. Relatable, um, relatable. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really have much to say. Like, <laughs> just... I'm, yeah, I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate too. I'm like, I gotta have a late lunch before I do this. It's like nearly three p.m that I'm recording and I'm just eating lunch. I didn't even have time to eat lunch today. What the fuck? It's just one of those days, everybody. But I'm ready to talk about some wrestling. Um, (laughs) Me and Kevin don't really have too much of a plan today. So get ready for whatever the fuck comes out of our mouths because I'm not really sure because I'm running on about three and a half hours sleep, then did an eight hour shift. I'm, you know, I'm like hanging in there. You know that feeling? Um, Yeah. I, I don't know what it is because I didn't have that particularly busy of a day today. I only had one assignment. Uh, I, I made some phone calls, did some of the some of like the busy work, and like around like it's it's eleven thirty here Eastern time. Around like ten o'clock, I just hit a wall. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I it was. I, I, I just it. got so gassed. My head started to hurt. I'm like, oh my god. Oh man, I I know those days. Um, I've like. Been fine all day, and then as soon as I've come home and just, like, parked my ass on a chair, I'm like, oh, fuck, I am dead. Like, I'm just yeah. I'm just out of it. But um, for anyone that hasn't been following my Twitter this week, or listened to the Josh Robinson Show, I did it, Kev. I finished The Office. I finished The oh, Office. Oh, I'm proud of you. I cried so fucking much at that finale. I said it on the Josh Robinson Show, but that is probably the greatest television finale ever. It's just so beautiful. Damn. Damn, that's that's high praise. That's high praise, man. I loved it. I think The Office is probably the greatest television sitcom ever. And that's coming from me, who loves Parks and Rec, but it's just so brilliant. It's just so brilliant. I love it. It was just a good finale, but I was sobbing like a baby. I was like, <laughs> you know the bit, Kev? I guess spoiler alert if you haven't watched The Office, but it's old. But spoiler alert, you know the bit where they have the photo of Dunder Mifflin that... Um, Pam drew and then like zooms oh, in. Yeah. That that's what got me. I was like, bitch, oh, it's man. over. It's like very similar to Friends when they have the bit on the back of the door. Are you a Friends guy? No. Mm. Well, anyone that likes Friends will understand what I'm saying. There's a bit at the end with the they have this little thing on the back of the door, and it's very like similar to how the office ends. And it's like, oh shit, this is it. This is this is the fucking end. Um, before we get into any wrestling talk, Kev, how do you, what's your just general opinion on reunions and reboots just in general? Oh, I'm a, even though usually they're they're not like that great, they're usually just done for like a cash grab or something. I I am a sucker for a good reunion and I I know what you're getting at because I I know that there are plans for a a friend's reunion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, Listen, whenever I hear the word friends reunion, I'm like that person that's like, believe it when I see it. Because how many times has this come up? Um, anyone that loves friends will know it's come up so many times over the last 
five years of being like, it's reunion, it's a reboot, it's blah, 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 blah. But like, there's so many reboots and reunions, like Will and Grace, Gilmore Girls came back, um, Veronica Mars, the list goes on and on and on. I personally, while I will watch them because I'm a sucker for it, like you, I will watch the shit out of them and I'll love it, blah, blah, blah. There's some things I wish they just would leave alone because the endings to these shows are so perfect. Like if they were to do one for Parks and Rec or The Office or even Friends, I'd be like, uh, like, just leave it. It's beautiful as it is. I'll just go back and watch it again. You know what I mean? Like, of course, I'm a sucker and I will watch a reboot or a reunion, but... Do you get what I'm saying? Like, does it need yeah. to be done? Like, does, does these things need to happen? It's like nine times out of 10, it doesn't need to be done. Like there are, are really no, like all the, cause you're only going to reboot shows that were really popular, right? You're not going to reboot some run of the mill average ass show. But the reason these shows were so popular is because they were done so well. So they, in, in that light, they don't need a reboot cause they were done so perfectly. Yeah. Sometimes the ending doesn't the ending doesn't play out the way you want. And and I mean, for example, my favorite show of all time is How I Met Your Mother, and the ending to that is on record as not being very good. I'm sorry. It's it's, fucking trash that ending. That made me dislike that whole show, Kevin. That's how much I see that I love that show way too much to be turned off by it, no matter what. Even the last season, which was kind of uneven, they still had some some of my favorite moments in it. Um but I wouldn't, even though the ending wasn't very good and I feel like they definitely could have done it better, I wouldn't ask for a reboot because the show itself was just so damn good. Yeah, I understand what you mean when you're saying about How I Met Your Mother. I, so I was one of those people that watched it after it had finished and I really had seen nothing too, too much about it, at least nothing about the ending. So I watched it, I binged it. There's nine seasons, yeah? Eight seasons? Yeah, nine, nine seasons. Nine, nine seasons. And I binged it and I was like, I felt gypped. I was like, I just watched nine seasons of this, of this show to find out the mother is just like, why? Well, I, I mean, spoilers, I guess, for anyone that hasn't watched How I Met Your Mother as well. Maybe I'll just call this episode spoiler alert, but um, spoilers, the mother is, correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a few years, but she is now not alive, correct? She's she, is, she, is, she, is, she, she got sick. Yeah. And she died. She died. And then basically the kids were like, why don't you just go fuck Aunt Robin? Pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, really? And- I watched all of that for you to not be with Robin and be all around her. And then the mother not to be Robin, but then for you to just go and, go and fuck with Robin anyway. You know what the funny thing is? What? Through like eight seasons of the show, after it became apparent that Robin wasn't the mother... If there was no ninth season and, and it ended with like Ted just shacking up with Robin after eight seasons, I wouldn't have minded. But I fell in love with the mother in that last season. I thought she was perfect. I thought every episode where she was featured was better than an episode without her. And I thought she just was, I thought she was fantastic. And so for it to be like, oh, well, she's dead and Robin, we're just going to shack up with Robin anyway, that did hurt me. I, I, I didn't even hate the fact that, like, obviously the mother wasn't around for this whole thing. So I kind of had a feeling that something happened to her. And I wasn't mad yeah. about that. It made, the, it made the whole thing really freaking sad. But, you know, yeah. it's, a show that, it's a show that played with your heartstrings. But then just to sort of, like, toss her aside like that, it didn't sit well with me at all. And you're a f- obviously you're a fan of that show because I can tell we've had conversations. That's like your favorite show ever. That's my favorite show. Do you yes. think it is it notoriously? I don't know because I didn't follow it when it was coming out. But was it notoriously known as like a letdown that ending or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember I, I watched the show live from like season five on. I got caught up and I watched the episodes, you know, as they would air. And I remember watching the watching the finale, and I know I was like, well, I know how I feel. Let's check Twitter, because you know, Twitter's a good beacon for uh, <laughs> for how things go. And, oh, it was, you, it's been universally panned. It's yeah. it's probably con- considered one of the worst finales ever, given how good the show was leading up to it. Yeah, I remember, like, peeking in that show. Like, I'd watched episodes here and there of it. It wasn't like I was completely oblivious to it, but I purposely waited till it ended so I could watch it when it came on Netflix or whatever we got it on here. Um, and like, I mean, obviously this is going to sound cliche. This isn't, I'm not trying to sound like the stereotypical how I met your mother casual fan here, but Robin Sparkles is the greatest thing ever. Let's go to the mall. 
What a song. It's- yeah, the show did so many little things so well. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the whole, the overarching story was done like perfectly, but there were so many little like the Robin Sparkles and, and so many little gags in the show, the slap bets that were just amazing. Yeah, um, I, I really did. I like the show. I don't consider it like one of my favorites, but I did like it. But the ending just ruined it for me. I think if the ending ended in any other way, um, then just getting with Robin after all of this happened, I don't think I'd be as sour towards it, you know, again. Like, yeah. I don't want to go and watch it again because I'm like, oh, it's just like a such a piss poor ending. But my favorite show ever, obviously, Parks and Rec, had a notoriously bad last season. It wasn't a great last season. They went into the future and it was weird. It was still a nice finale, but this, the last season. Is that just a thing with shows outrunning their time? Because even The Office, seasons eight and nine, especially eight more so than nine, but weren't as great as the rest of the seasons of The Office, other than season one, of course. But, like, so many great shows run out of steam. Friends, season 10, eh, it was fine. Like, it had a great finale. The Office had a great finale. Parks and Rec had a great finale. But their seasons leading up to it, we're kind of like they were just kind of stalling to get to the finale. So many of these shows ran out of steam. I don't know. I'm going yeah. on a bit of a tangent, but you know what I mean. No, it's a, it's a very fair point because there's going to be a demand for the show. When it's that popular, you're always going to want to write more and more and keep it going. But it's just really, really hard to sustain a show for that long. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, nine seasons, How I Met Your Mother. Nine seasons, The Office. Seven for Parks and Rec. There was ten for, for Friends. It's Friends... No, Friends isn't the longest running. Big Bang is, isn't it? I didn't really ever get into Big Bang oh, Theory. I never liked Big Bang Theory, but it was on for like 35 years. Yeah, it felt like that. And people fucking loved it. Modern Families only just ended. I tapped out of that show by about season four. Um, yeah, and I loved the first couple seasons of Modern Family. I thought it was one of the smartest shows, but I, I just, you know, I just fell out of it. I think it's yeah. because every episode was the same. Like, every episode had the same, like, beginning, middle, end. Like, they would always end up, like, at a dinner together. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's how many times do you want to hang out with your in-laws? Like, I couldn't imagine that would be very fun all the time. Um, a perfect example of, for me, of, of, of a show overstaying its welcome by just a little bit. One of my other favorite shows, um, it, it's, not, it's not uncommon, but that 70s show. Oh, had, oh big agree. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Fucking and this one crazy. wasn't even like it wasn't even a gradual decline. I thought the first seven seasons were all really good, and yep. then that last season hit where, without Eric and without Kelso for most of it, Bitch, and it was just as... terrible. You could not center that show. No offense to Donna, but you could not center that show around Donna. It just didn't work. No. That Donna cast, and... that cast were a perfect example of like they leaned on each other so much. You take one away, and it's like. Mm, yeah, the whole thing right. apart. Because like, but mm, the, tw- the that seventy show finale, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, that was a really good finale. That spin-off, remember that eighty show? Whew, yeah, all oh, like six oh, episodes of it. My God, it was garbage. It was hot fucking garbage. Um, I remember watching. The, I remember watching the premiere and being like so excited for it, and just never watching it again because it was so bad. Um, so many yeah, but. It's like those characters lent on each other so much. I mean, Michael leaving the office was like, ooh, that's a risky move. I mean, definitely seasons eight and nine, while they still had some really brilliant episodes, there was a hole without Michael. That show kind of revolved. Why Michael, I would, I'd say he was the main character. I mean, there was main cast members, but the show kind of centered around him. All the other stories were happening because of something Michael did or like, because Michael was taking up this thing, this was kind of story B. Um, and then Michael left and you're like, mm, it's fine, but you couldn't center the show around anybody else. Like they, I think they tried to shift it to more towards like Jim and Pam and why that was fine. It just, I don't know. There was a hole without Steve Carell in that show. Yeah. A big, a big hole. But regardless, um, all in all, I guess I'm, I'm, four reboots but i'm also not four reboots i don't fucking know i think that was the original question but yeah the the original question was how i felt about reboots and reunions and i again i don't mind a good reunion because like it's yeah it's getting the gets getting the band back together yeah but it oftentimes isn't necessary and they are doing a lot of reboots as late because hollywood's running out of original ideas 
yeah, movies, television shows, fucking video games, um, music. Everybody fucking reuses music these days. Um, that's just how Hollywood works. Speaking of Hollywood, WrestleMania next year is going Hollywood for the first time since 2005 with WrestleMania 21. LA, brand new stadium. Um, I think it can seat around 101,000 people in that stadium. Um, it's going to be pretty fucking good. Uh, LA is like, for the rest of the world, LA, other than New York, is like America's city. <laughs> it's like yeah. everyone knows Los Angeles. So um, I am excited to see WrestleMania 37 next year go there. And not only that, we're getting a WrestleMania in March, which has been a hot minute since we haven't had it in April. I don't know if you thought about that, but I did. <laughs> I, I don't even see the date. When what, I didn't even realize it was in March. March 28th, I believe. Um, oh man, early. So I believe that it was usually, I d don't know this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Mania is always the week before Easter. So Easter must be early this year. That would oh, be that my, could be. Uh, next year, I should say, not this year. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, WrestleMania is going Hollywood. I can already picture the cheesy and corny, fantastic ads they're going to produce for that WrestleMania. And I'm fucking here oh, for it. I'm, I'm so that'd here for it. Um, another thing that I seen on Twitter this morning for me, earlier for you, there's potential of a rumored couple of uh, couple of uh, twins going into the Hall of Fame. Did you see a certain rumor floating around, Kevin? Hard to escape it. Mm, um, because it's going to generate some opinions, whether it's true or not. This point again, at time of recording, big rumor: the Bella twins. Uh, look, uh, are set to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. And it's going, the internet is going to get out their pitchforks because you just say Bella. I believe you say Bella three times and the internet comes out with fire sticks. <laughs> the internet appears. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know how I feel about the Bellas. We've talked about the Bellas before. We know their worth. We know their place. We understand how much they impacted that era of wrestling and transitioned into the era we are now. And very underrated workers, in my opinion. Um, so, I already know that you're going to agree with me, but Bella Twins, Hall of Fame, yes or no? First ballot Hall of Famers. Undoubtedly Hall of Famers. Two of the most important women in the history of the... Two of the most important wrestlers in the history of the company. Without the Bella Twins, I don't think WWE as a whole has a mainstream link. Nope. They, they ushered in that reality era of women and they were the the literally nikki bella was the transitional champion to get to charlotte flair without nikki you don't have charlotte without charlotte you don't have becky without becky you don't have a wrestlemania main event that's how i see it i think indirectly it all led to where we are now and it was that time and you know, it's something I watched backstage. Everyone knows I watched backstage and they were talking about, it's actually the five-year anniversary of Give Divas a Chance, which is crazy. Hasn't been that long that. Um, since that, that hashtag started really everything in a, in a weird way. Um, Paige said, the Bellas don't get credit because they didn't get to start actually wrestling with people who wanted to work at a higher level until their last part of their careers. And I was like, that's... It takes two to tango. Nikki Bella and Brie Bella can't wrestle themselves. And when they started to get a mixture of talent who wanted to actually go, plus the opportunity, plus the time and, and effort put into the division, then we're starting to get Nikki Bella and Brie Bella at their, you know, what they love. And you can tell they love wrestling. Nikki Bella broke her neck for wrestling. She risked it all again by coming back. And now she's in a spot where she can not wrestle again um, because of her neck. And, of course, because some weird coincidental way the Bellas are both pregnant which is just crazy that they're pregnant a week and a half apart um it's it's weird that how that operated but I am so excited I hope it is true that they're going into the Hall of Fame like like you said well more than well deserved um but the internet is going to be brutal anytime we <laughs> we even post about it <laughs> Man, it's it's going to be uh, – as soon as I posted about it today, like, well, I wrote, like, well-deserved or yas the Bellas or something like that. I muted mine because I was like, I'm not having people attack me for liking the Bellas, which is a sucky – I hate the fact that I'm like that, but it's, like, it's very, very fucking draining to just 
deal with people shouting at you. And it's like, why? What, who are we to say anyway at the end of the day whether someone could wrestle or couldn't wrestle? Really, what do we know? We know shit. We don't know anything. Yeah, we're not in the we're not in the ring. No, uh, and, and oh my god, wrestling is 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 fake. <laughs> it's like wrestling. You don't have to be that good at wrestling to be a great wrestler. No. Um. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I understand what you mean. Um. Regardless, Nikki and Nikki and Bree. Hats off to you. I, I hope you go into the Hall of Fame and enjoy the night because we've seen what happened with Tory Wilson last year and you thought it was bad for Tory. You double it with this one. I mean, literally. Yeah. Um, it's you don't I don't think there's any two people in all of wrestling that invoke a bigger just I don't even know the word, just bigger reaction out of the internet than Nikki and Bree. I would put them up against anybody and whew, man oh man. It's a uh, interesting it's interesting um but i'm i'm all for it um something i really wanted to really really sink my teeth into (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, is uh the fact that Shayna baszler made her raw i guess her main i don't want to say main what do we call it now her raw debut i mean she's been on raw before but her her come over from nxt debut on Raw. Yeah, she she like officially made her debut as a member of the roster. I'd yeah, say. okay, yeah. Raw so, so she come out. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about Oscar and Becky Lynch. They had another match for the Raw Women's Championship. I don't know if you got a chance to see this match, Kevin. You're probably working, so I'm assuming you wouldn't have gotten a chance to see it. I had not seen it. I heard it, I heard good things about it. Mm. I'm not surprised with the mm. caliber of work. Mm. Okay, so there was a sequence at the end of that match where it got really fast and they did a lot of roll-ups back and forth, went for disarmers, Oscar locks, roll-up, roll-up, roll-up. And then Becky actually hit a rock bottom to win. One, two, three. Fantastic sequence. It was, I would say it's, it's so, so good. What's a word to describe? Uh, it was Fergilicious. There we go. It was Fergilicious. Um, that's how good that sequence was. I loved it. I was like, okay. And the crowd, you know, I, you know. We watch wrestling a lot, so we noticed little things, but the crowd started pointing. I'm like, uh-oh, Shayna Baszler's here. They attacked her, took her down, took out her mouth guard, and then uh, she d- decided that she's going to bite Becky Lynch in the back of the neck, and uh, blood was everywhere, and Becky was saying Jesus Christ over and over again. They had to keep bleeping it out. It was hilarious. Um, and she kept saying, did that bitch bite me? It was great. But... Um, it's obviously got a lot of opinions from people within the industry, without just on Twitter, whatever, about whether it was what what happened, what exactly was that? Okay, so I'll 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 start here with my opinion because I've been waiting to get it off my chest for a little while. Um, I think it was really cool. It was something different. There was a lot of blood, which we don't really see, especially on Raw and SmackDown. Um, something different and something we weren't ins- expecting. And it certainly got a lot of people talking. However, while I think it was really cool, was it necessary? Did Shayna Baszler really need to do that? You know what I mean? Like, did Shayna really... Like, Shayna has a legitimacy behind her. The reason she was so... She worked so well in NXT is because she was legitimate. She was a badass. She could just choke you out. Punk said something on backstage this week. CM Punk was on there and he said, why would Shayna Baszler need to do that yet? Maybe three, four months when Becky maybe keeps getting one up on her, then you bite her. I don't think that... I haven't seen too many people have the issue of the bite itself. Some people were comparing it to like, is she a vampire? Is she not? I don't think it's anything like that. Um, But I think people were like, why? Why is Shayna biting... Becky, why why is that needed when she could just beat her up? She's she's legitimate. There's not many people in the business that are as legitimate as Shayna Baszler. So my question to you is, Kevin. First and foremost, did you like it? And secondly, uh, was it necessary? It probably wasn't necessary, but I mean, is it? It's never a bad thing to be talked about, and that has been the talk of the town, the wrestling town. Shayna biting Becky. So it worked, I'd say. I don't think she needed to because, yeah, like you mentioned, like you say, Shayna is legitimate. She is a badass. She could choke you out. But 
this shows a bit of an unhinged side to her that I think is inter- an interesting little wrinkle in her character. Maybe maybe they want to tweak Shayna Baszler. I don't think you need to because I think I think the way she is is perfect. But if they want to, this is a if they want to tweak her and make her more of a more of an unhinged, more of a uh, a wild card, so to speak. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Um. Do you? I. I I'm. It's obvious that you do understand the comparisons that people are making to like vampire gangrel-ish stuff. I hope that's not where they're going. I really don't think that's where they're going with uh with Shayna. Yeah, like Shayna being a vampire. However, hypothetically speaking, if she was to keep biting people, um, c- could could it could a vampire gimmick work now? Could it? I don't. I don't think they could. I don't think they should call it a vampire gimmick. I think they should just let it happen and not address the fact that she's a vampire because I think that's corny. But I think someone who bites other people isn't the worst. It's vampire esque. Yeah, I just think they should shy away from actually saying Shayna Baszler's a vampire. But you know like, what I mean? Gangrel wasn't a vampire, was he? Was he? They didn't ever say know. he was a vampire. I don't think Gangrel and the Brood were vampires. They just like to pour blood on people and bite. Did they bite? They bought. They like bit people. I think. Oh. I don't know, but um, did you did you like it? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think I think it's something we just haven't seen in a very long time. It was it was shocking. It made Becky seem very vulnerable, which I don't think that Becky's felt vulnerable in quite some time. It, 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 like you see her blood, you hear her, you hear her, you know, her 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 kvetching, and you think, wow, like that's the champ right there, in a great deal of pain, bleeding. Shayna's got her. Yeah, it, it just it made her. It makes Becky seem like it, it makes Becky seem like she could be got. Becky then, of course, drove the ambulance to the hospital, got all banned. Yeah, yeah, you got to protect the character somehow. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, come back and and said, "I'll be waiting for you, Shana. Like you want to bite me and blah 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 blah." But I guess it's all systems are now going to WrestleMania, Shana and Becky, which was speculated for a while. But at least we're getting a nice long build um, to it now. Yeah, I, I guess I know it's very early. We're still fifty something days away from WrestleMania, but. Does Shayna beat Becky? Yeah, I think she should. I think she. I think. I think. I think it's the right time. I, I think you know, Becky's held the belt for a year. It'll be a year at WrestleMania roundabouts, and I think that you know a, a fresh new face is the perfect person to strap the belt to and build a new. You know you. You could say you could say Shayna's a star, but you know for some people that don't watch NXT, she's relatively new. And there's no better way to build somebody than to put the title on them. I, I think there's such an adver- such an aversion to putting belts on people right away. I think I think a lot of people think that they have to go they have to go a certain amount of time or a certain amount of matches or lose a certain amount of matches before they're like eligible to win championships. I love it when someone comes in, kicks ass, and starts winning gold right away. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm 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 like you. I'm quite for it. Um, I think Shayna beats Becky as well. I think it would be a disservice to Becky's reign if it was to continue at this point. Because where the fuck do you go after if you beat Shayna? What the fuck's the point? Like, who else do you fight? Um, yeah. It's just, it needs to end. It's a good time to end. It's the right person to do it. Because Shayna can fill that spot that, that Ronda left at WrestleMania 35. Shayna can fill that spot. She has the same... Well, not the same accolades, but, you know, the same history, similar history to as Ronda and their friends and all of that kind of stuff. And Becky's got something to fight for then. If Shayna beats Becky, Becky can chase the championship again. And that could be a program throughout the next few months um, and have something cool. I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily, I think I've said this before to you, Kev, but I don't necessarily expect, like, amazing things from their match. I don't think it'll be, like, a show-stealing match. I think it'll be very different. Shayna Baszler yeah, matches are very different anyway. They're very... They are a little slower, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but um, I hope that they... Regardless of the bite and everything like that, 
I hope they just make Shayna the badass she was in NXT. Please. Please, please, please. Don't, don't. She's one person that I don't want to lose right away. I don't want losing for a little while because Shayna needs some some steam behind her, um, especially someone against someone like Becky. And you've made yourself a fantastic heel. Um, if you, you know, Becky's still very, very much loved by everybody. I know she gets a little bit of like the typical people that are like, we hate Becky Lynch now because she's jumped the shark and she's the company girl now and blah, blah, blah. But whatever. Becky's still very loved. And you get a lot of sympathy with Becky Lynch. So I, I'm very, I'm excited for it. It's, I felt a little bit of a disconnect with wrestling um, over the last month, but I've felt myself come back since the Rumble. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I'm here for Shayna. I'm loving the stuff with Charlotte and Rhea and Belair. I'm really enjoying that. I'm liking that dynamic. I'm, I hope, honest to God, I hope Charlotte, beats Rhea and I never thought I'd say that because I want to see Charlotte work with a lot of people on NXT and it gives it takes Charlotte away from Raw and Smackdown and puts her on NXT and it's like okay just think of the stuff Rhea wins huge win cool Rhea continues with her reign Charlotte wins Charlotte can work with people like Io Shirai Bianca Belair um Candice LeRae anybody in NXT and I would be here for him against Charlotte Flair and you get some more eyes on NXT with Charlotte Flair. So I think the smarter move would be to put the title on Charlotte Flair. Either way it goes, I'm happy because obviously I love Rhea Ripley. Um, how do you feel about the Charlotte and Rhea stuff? Are you excited for it? I think they have the opportunity to go out there and steal the show at WrestleMania, being an NXT championship match or NXT women's championship. It's the women's championship again. Involved, yeah. I wouldn't hate if Bianca stays involved because she's make, she's a star. Yep. 100%. She's I don't. Th- I I think NXT's put themselves in a position where there's no wrong answer. If Rhea wins, Rhea just beat Charlotte Flair. That's a that's a career making victory. If Charlotte wins, you have Charlotte Flair in NXT. Yeah, add to her legacy, and like you said, she gets to work with all these talented individuals, and someone eventually will get that rub of beating her, no matter who it is. That's gonna help because beating Charlotte Flair means the world. Mm-hmm. I think. Even though she hasn't held the title, it's been a while since she's held the title, but it's not like she loses that often. She just hasn't really been in matches. And not only, Kev, is that when, if Charlotte was to win and then eventually drop the championship to someone in NXT, think of that time when she comes back to Raw SmackDown and she's fresh and she can work with people like Becky and Bailey and Sasha and Shayna and whoever again because it's like okay here we go Charlotte's back and Charlotte's the queen and and so off and so forth so I'm I'm really into that as well the NXT Women's Championship stuff um I'm excited for Portland this week we have got Portland takeover this week what a, so card, what a card we have for oh Portland my God, dude. let's talk about the street fight last because we're going to talk about that the most so we have so many great matches coming up at this takeover and it feels much more like a pay-per-view than a tape. I know that the same thing, but much more like a pay-per-view. There's more matches on the card. They have their own night on their own weekend. Like nothing else is surrounding it. It's on a Sunday night U S time. So it feels very big. Um, I didn't know uh, WWE don't really go to Portland very often. Do they? I don't really see. I I honestly don't know the last time they went to Portland for like a, a big show. Is Portland is Portland like I I know Portland because of wrestling. Is Portland like a big city in America? I don't it's in Oregon, it's, right? I mean it's probably the biggest city in the state of Oregon. It is the biggest city in the state of Oregon. It's not like a like a, like a staple of American culture no. or anything. Okay. Well anyway, the the takeover Portland card is uh one hundred percent stacked. It is Stacked to the gills. Like, it is from point A to point B. It is ready to go. I'm obviously Bianca and uh, Rhea. I'm I'm here for that. Any any NXT Women's Championship or any NXT Women's Division stuff, I'm just sold on. It doesn't matter. And I think Bianca and Rhea is a really interesting dynamic. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, the NXT Championship match itself, Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, we've been waiting for Ciampa to get his go- run it with Goldie again. So... That could go either way. I really don't know where that's going to go, and I'm very excited for that. They've had a very uh, physical 
lead up to this match. I haven't watched NXT this week, guys, so I'm not Kevin's. Kevin's probably read it, but I'm not. No spoilers for me because I'm going to watch it in a minute. But they've had a very physical lead up to this match, and I'm. It's very different from everything else. That's what all these feuds in NXT feel like too. Every title match is different, and every feud is different. There, there is something special with NXT that you just don't get on Raw and SmackDown as much as you know. I'm a, I'm a flag bearer for Raw and SmackDown. Bless you. Um, thank you. It's it's a. It it does feel special that everything is so like any one of these matches could be the one you're looking forward to the most, and I can understand why, and that's really cool. Um, and another thing I'd like to bring up, there's six matches on the card and there are six matches where I don't know what's going to happen, where mm-hmm. I, I think, I think anyone could win any match, which is which perfect. Is wonderful. You don't get that very often, no matter what wrestling you're watching. So I think that's really cool. Um, tag team championships, undisputed era defending against the bros awaits, which I the never thought I'd, I didn't know I'd be here for. Uh, the Broserweights, but I'm very much here for the Broserweights. I'm very much here for Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne being a team. And I my, think favorite be... of, my favorite use of both of these individuals has been this tag team. It's so good. And it works so well because they're the literal polar opposites of one another. Yeah. And it's that, that, that dynamic is fantastic. Yeah, because Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle is just oozes charisma. And Pete Dunne does as well, but in a very different way. He's got way. a quiet charisma about him. Like He yep. could be really funny. Yeah, he can, especially against with Matt. It's just great. Um, uh, what else have we got? The uh, North oh, American oh, Championship. Oh, before we move on, before mm-hmm. we move on, fun little nugget I found out today. Uh, uh, a friend of mine who I went to college with. Uh, you know, we, we stay in touch pretty pretty frequently. But uh, I'm on Twitter today, and I see I see her tweet something to the effect of. My, my former substitute teacher in high school is now in the WWE. And I'm like, what? So I text her. I'm like, wait a minute. You have to tell me who it is. And she's like, well, I don't know if like this is his real name or not. Or he probably goes by a different name now. But his name was Mr. Fish. And I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> and I, I send her a picture of Bobby Fish. I'm like, this him? Yes, it was. Her Holy substitute shit. teacher in high school was Bobby Fish. Wow. I wish my sub teacher was Bobby Fish. I wish, yeah. How many fish could not. Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Did I fuck that I up? Really, or did I, I really not? had to explain to her that like Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are one of the most decorated tag teams of the era. <laughs> oh man, cool. Well, that's a cool little nugget of information that I didn't know yeah, that I needed. Yeah, out there. Oh fuck yeah! Um, NXT North America Championship. <laughs> Uh, yes, please sign me up. It's what, how many matches have they, these two had at this point? Like five, I believe this will be the fifth, four, five. This sure. is five, I think. Five. Keith Lee, um, of course, newly crowned North American champion, Keith Lee, who I'm a big fan of Keith Lee. I think everybody's a big fan of Keith Lee. And I think they're, they're using him very, very smartly. Smartly. Is that a word? I don't. Very, very smartly. No, there's a word. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not very smartly. So um, they're using him in a very smart way. That's better. That sounds way better English than I just... That is definitely better Yeah, English, that was though. way better. Um, they're using him in a very smart way of that they know they've got something great with him, so let's not fucking rush it. Let's just let him breeze through and him slowly build up and slowly get to where he needs to be. Um, And I mean... I don't know about anyone else, but I'm a big, huge, big, huge, big, huge, big, huge fan of Dominic Dijakovic. Sign me the fuck up. For I him. love Dijakovic. I, I so think good. he's so good. He's so good. And I, they're going to have a wonderful match. No doubt. This is going to be the best match they've had because they haven't had a takeover match yet. This is going to, they're going to have the most time, the most room to work and the most room to be unique. Yeah. Um. I guess... With NXT, you can expect great because you know they're going to deliver. They've had four, three or four, pending number, um, fantastic matches. Just wonderful matches. And now they get a big stage at a takeover. I mean, you can't really ask for much more than that. Um, I, would, I would expect that they would open up the show, probably. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited for the NXT North American Championship match. Um We've talked about that. We've talked about that. What else have we got? A uh, Finn Balor. Oh yeah, 
hello, Finn Balor would be taking on Johnny Gargano. This has been building since fucking, what, October, November? Since Finn Balor came back to NXT. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I mean, this is going to be wonderful. A match that we didn't think we'd be getting in NXT. You know, if you said six months ago that we're getting this match or a bit longer, um, I didn't really think we'd be getting it. We didn't think we'd be getting Finn Balor back in NXT, but here we are. We didn't think we'd be getting Finn Balor as a heel in NXT, but here we are. We didn't think we'd be getting Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, but here we here we are. Um, are we here? Here we are? Here we are. Are we here? We're nearly there. We're nearly there for that. We're nearly there. We're a, few day, we're a few days out from being there. I mean, how could you... I can overhype the fuck out of this match because it's going to deliver. There's no way it doesn't. <laughs> there's no way it doesn't. Unless something something awful happens, there's no way that this doesn't deliver because they're both so fantastic. <laughs> they are, there's no better way to put it. I mean, Finn Balor is on just a hell of a run since Combat NXT. He's found himself again. And Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano in NXT, Johnny Gargano is NXT. He's wrestling. So I'm interested to see who the hell comes out of here victorious because I could see it going either way. I could see Johnny Gargano getting a big win, vanquishing a huge foe. But I, I, I think Finn Balor is going to win. I think Finn Balor gets the win and establishes himself as a major player in NXT. Yeah, because you would think Finn, after he's you know done with Johnny, they might have a couple of matches. But after he's done with Johnny, you think Finn's going to be in the NXT Championship hunt. You would think yeah. so. You, well, you would think so. It doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. But um, there is going to be another TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. So would uh, you're not going to be opposed to this because you'd be absolutely fucking batshit insane if you were. But imagine if the main event of NXT TakeOver, where are we, Tampa? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is... Whoever is the NXT champion, whether it be Adam Cole or Tom- Tommaso Ciampa, we've got Cole, Ciampa, Bala, Gargano in a four-way. Oh, jeez. How could anything be better than that for the entire fucking WrestleMania week? It's just Give it nine stars. Yeah, well, honestly, it could have nine stars bef- going into it, and then you just add... Um, yeah, it, honestly, it's, that match starts at about five and a half stars, mm-hmm. and it just goes from there. Um, but you got to think that those people have to be surrounded with the NXT Championship at some point in the next couple of months, post Portland, um, whoever the champion may be. But oh man, the stuff that we're gonna—I mean, we spent a little bit of time on everything, but I know that you love Tegan Knox. You are the biggest, Tegan, probably am, the biggest Tegan Knox fan that I am aware of. At least I am the absolute president of the Tegan Knox fan club. Rightfully so. Tegan Knox is fantastic. She's a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic wrestler. Um, she's a lovable baby face. And on the other side of things, I am. A hu- I don't say I'm the president of the Dakota Kai fan club because I'm not. But I'm a huge fan of Dakota Kai. And I'm even a, an even bigger fan of Dakota Kai as a heel, which, like you have said in the past, I was not sure on. I was like, eh, I don't know about this. I don't know if she can pull off being a heel. The moment she kicked Tegan Knox right in the face at War Games, I was like, okay, she can be a fucking heel. She is a great heel. She's got a very, like, great resting bitch face. It's, it's Yeah, she does. She, she really does. <laughs> she's so good she's uh, yeah i'm i'm so sold on her and she is the perfect foil for tegan knox this is a a classic feud in the making street fight you can't really ask for much else those two women are going to beat the shit out of each other because obviously that guys wrestling is real but they are obviously friends so they say in wrestling you hit your friends harder so i think they're going to beat the shit out of each other i think they really I think, will. I, Potential. Sh- I, I mean, it's easy to say this about every match on the card, but potential show stealer. I love that about NXT. Oh, I love that. I can't argue that you could say any match is the show stealer because you can't argue it. But going into this, you cannot go, nah, that's going to suck. None of these matches are going to suck at all. The street fight especially is like so, ex- so excited for a street fight. Um, little side note about TakeOver. How do you feel about it being on a Sunday night your time? 
it makes it feel more like a pay-per-view. Like I feel like I feel it feels more like appointment viewing, honestly. I'm not, you know, Saturday night, I might be out. I mean, I, I work Saturday nights, so I'm not going out, but like I usually go out after I work on Saturdays. Sundays, like I'm locked I'm more locked in, I think. Fair. I'm very excited for it though. It's going to be guaranteed that it's gonna be a really fun show. Um, what else do I want to touch on? Hmm. Goldberg. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going against The Fiend at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia on February fucking 27th or something like that. Oh, man, dude. I am so not here for it at all. I'm not here for Goldberg and Fiend because there's a big part of me that's going, okay, The Fiend's just going to run through him. No problem. There is a little part of me that's like, wait a minute. Is Goldberg going to win? Because he may. And it's going to really shit me off. Because if they did Goldberg Roman at WrestleMania and deprive the Fiend of this moment, I'm going to be fucking pissed. And I don't get pissed very often, but I'm going to be pissed off. If Bill Goldberg beats the Fiend and our WrestleMania match is Bill Goldberg and Roman Reigns, and that's nothing on Roman Reigns, but if Bill Goldberg, if William Goldberg, Billy Goldberg, is involved in the universal title picture heading into WrestleMania. I might give up. I might tap out. I might honestly too. It might be my just, I'm, I can't physically stand this. It's not at all something Roman and fiend while it's Roman and everyone gets too kind of shitty. That will be a killer match. They will have a great match at WrestleMania. Sign me up for that. I'm here for that. That's a good main event. It's two people in their prime going at it. Bill Goldberg at, it's not even an age thing so much as it's a Goldberg thing because I, I know I'm a bit, but I was never a Goldberg guy. I still am not a Goldberg guy. I understand why he comes back and the presence he feel, makes, but I'm fine with him fighting someone like Dolph Ziggler. Go ahead, run through Dolph Ziggler. It's a cool little three-minute spot on the card, whatever. You running through The Fiend in this time of year when The Fiend's been so hot would be dumb as fuck. Now... I, I'm definitely more leaning towards the side, the fiend. This is just another, you know, feather in the cap for the fiend, which is fine. But I never say never, especially when it's at somewhere like Super Showdown, when Bill Goldberg's getting a lot of money. He's in, then he's around the WWE, and they're like, "Hey, you want to work Mania? We'll give you the Universal Championship." It's not like they haven't done it before because he beat yeah, Kevin Owens. Really yeah, what was it two years ago? Three years ago? Whatever the fuck it was, three years ago or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm just, there's no part of me that wants to see the fiend and Goldberg. There's just nothing there for me that like makes me care. I understand that this is probably nothing more than a cash grab for Goldberg and good on you. You could probably get millions of dollars for this. You know, why wouldn't you sign on the dotted line? But there's just this little part of me that's like, is it too obvious that the fiend's just going to win? Is it, is, I don't know. I'm not excited I for it. I, I honestly think Goldberg's going to win. And I'm not here for it. I'm not excited for it. Um, huh, man. Um, Super Showdown is coming up. I don't care. There's nothing about that that excites me. I do not want to see Roman Reigns and King Corbin in, a steel, in another match. I don't want to see them wrestle anymore. They've been wrestling for months. I'm sick of You're them wrestling. They're wrestling another match? Super Showdown, they're having a steel cage match. Why? I don't fucking know. I genuinely don't know why it's happening. I'm not trying to sound like a negative Nelly, but I just, all of time, any time they're building towards a crown jewel or a super showdown, I just don't care enough. Get me past it. Let's get to the chamber. I mean, I'm not a big mark for the chamber match itself. I've never really been like a huge fan of the elimination chamber, but I like the chamber, I like the chamber a lot. I'm definitely more here for it than Super Showdown. I'm not here for it being a week after the Super Showdown. Like, why? Why the fuck is that happening? So fucking no. close to that. Okay, so I'm, lo I'm looking at the card for Super Showdown now. Mm, there's like a gauntlet for some fucking trophy. What AJ is Styles the, is back, but that's cool. What is the t the, the two-way trophy? <laughs> you tell me. I have no fucking idea what that means. I don't know if I'm just Style, out of the Andrade, Lashley, Eric. Wow, this this starts pretty good. Styles, Andrade, Lashley, Rowan, 
our truth and Rusev. So hey, it really is you. Back it up. Bottoms yeah, out back, in, it bottoms up. out in the middle uh, uh, and comes uh, uh, back uh, uh, towards the end. Uh, uh, I think our uh, uh, truth uh. might win. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know why? Because he's 24 is directly debuting after uh, Super Showdown. Yeah, he actually is actually probably a very viable candidate to win. And I'd I'm be so okay excited with that. for his 24, by the way, because our truth is someone that deserves the world. He is a just yeah. ageless, amazing talent that we all cherish and it's just some everybody universally agrees that he's just great <laughs> and it's yeah so I, don't, I don't think there's a person alive that hates our truth if you do you probably just hate fun you probably don't have a heart if you uh yeah if you don't like our truth but <sighs> yeah it's it's that it's just whatever get let's get past these two pay-per-views or at least this one so we can get you know we can buckle in for the the weeks building to wrestlemania because it's always exciting, and I'm genuinely looking forward to a lot of potential stuff that's going on for WrestleMania. Um, I had this thought yesterday. I was watching... I don't even know what it was. I don't know what it was. But WrestleMania this year, does Shane McMahon wrestle? I hope so. Me too. I didn't hate Shane McMahon's run last year as much as everybody else did. No, I thought it was quite entertaining. I thought it was a great heel, and people just couldn't have... People can I, I really enjoyed their his his mania match with Miz. I thought it was pretty good. It was the match I was looking forward to, arguably the most. Yeah, um, I was the same. Uh, I don't know. I think he probably wrestles. I hope he does. I don't know who he would work. He probably easily start something up with Owens again. But do you really want to see that again? I don't know. But Shane could literally work with anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just ready to get to WrestleMania to be completely honest with you. I'm very much ready to get on that, that journey because yeah, I'm ready to hop on the, uh, the train. Yeah. I'm in the fast lane. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'm looking at a, I'm, I'm on a Wikipedia rabbit hole right now. Not really a rabbit hole, but I went back to the the last Saudi show crown jewel. I remember how friggin' bad it was. Crown jewel last year. Wasn't that bad. It was the year before that was bad, wasn't it? They're all, well, they're all bad, my guy. I thought, I but thought, I thought Crown Jewel last year was. Crown Jewel had, Crown Jewel had the two worst main roster matches I've seen in quite some time. What was bad on the Crown Jewel card last year? Fury and Strowman and Lesnar Velasquez, both terrible. I honestly didn't think that Fury and Strowman was that bad. Garbage. Um, okay. Lesnar Velasquez made me want to take myself and just light me on fire. Damn. Damn. Righto. Didn't the Fiend win at Crown Jewel last year? Yes. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, all right. I can see he have very strong opinions about that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, damn, the greatest match. Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar single-handedly destroyed any kind of the very little, uh, anticipation i had for kane velasquez was gone <laughs> yeah velasquez velasquez is ruined for me I don't, like he's, I, don't I don't care, care. I, I didn't care about him to begin with but like that didn't make me a fan oh i don't give a yeah i don't give a i don't give a shit about him um is there anything else we needed to oh one more thing this is a perfect close for this episode because it's just been kind of everywhere this week on smackdown we're getting a date from Otis and Mandy Rose. And I'm so fucking ready for it. I'm so ready for it. I think Valentine's Day, just disclaimer here, is a stupid holiday. It is so fucking commercial and that, yes, it has come someone that is very painfully single. However, I still think Valentine's Day is stupid. I just think it's a very commercial holiday. But if we get stuff like this with Otis and Mandy, I'm here for it. Now, 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 now. Do you have a prediction? Is Mandy Rose going to turn? Is Sonya Deville going to do something? Is something going to go out on here? Or are they just going to be a couple? I I have faith in the power of love. I'm a lover, you know? And I, I think that despite what everyone is probably thinking, I don't think it's going to be Mandy that turns. I think that she's being genuine. I've I have not... You know, I, I this has been my favorite version of Mandy Rose, honestly. 
give it give out a chance. <laughs> I, I do think that whether it's Sonya or Tucker, yeah. someone's gonna screw up. I think Taco might. Because but I love love. And I think that this has been so well done. Oh, it's been so organic and great. And everyone's just here for it. Everyone's ready for it. Everyone's like, this is great television. Because it's silly, but it's also great. And I just love it. And Otis getting ready for his date last week on SmackDown was just something that I never thought I would see. But I'm so, it was just so like, yes, you're just this big round potato. And I'm just so happy for you. Um, because, I mean, I do have eyes. Mandy Rose is very attractive. And Otis is not someone that you would really picture with Mandy Rose. So it works and I'm just ready. And But hey, if Sonya does something or who really knows, do you think maybe the Liv Morgan stuff with her saying about Lana was kind of like testing the waters for maybe a potential Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose thing? Who really knows? I don't know. Um, but whatever happens, whatever happens with it, it's going to be an entertaining segment because it'll either be really, really fantastic or it'll be a complete train wreck. Either way, I'm here for it and I'm ready. Um, so that's like the perfect ending to this episode of uh, Wrestling Reverb. Um, so next week, because of me and Kevin's schedules, we just won't be able to chat next week. However, there is going to be an episode of Wrestling Reverb. I have been talking to someone that is in potential to come on next week. I'm not going to say what whether he or she is just in case it falls through. If not, there will be an episode of Wrestling Reverb next week, but you may just get solo, Josh, which oh, could be a little bit, depending on my sleeping schedule, which if it goes anything like this week, I'll be tired as fuck. <laughs> it could be a bit of a disaster. But some of y'all I've noticed are here for that. Some of you are here for a disaster that only me and Kevin can truly provide on a constant scale, on a con- at a constant oh, we rate. Did, we just... We just have a special way of just bringing the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Total fucking shitstorm. And I'm fine with it. That's really what this show has become. And I'm not mad. Um, so, until until next... Well, Kevin, this will be the last time we chat for a couple of weeks. So, um, I guess we'll see Kevin in two weeks on, on Wrestling Reverb. So, Kevin gets a nice week off next week. What are you going to do with your with your extra hour of the, of the week? Maybe get maybe get a little drunk? I don't know. Maybe what you do. I'm not... I don't know. Probably, probably play. Probably play Xbox. Oh, so you're listen. You're going. You're going on about me. You're like, mm, I'm not really into video games, and now you're like, I'm here for Star Wars, and you're like, ready. Well, now I'm playing COD too. Call of Duty. Oh, oh, bitch! That has crossplay. Does it really? It does have crossplay. So we can play. play together. I'm pretty. I'm pretty butt cheeks at it. Oh, me too. We could like fucking team up and be horrible together. <laughs> oh man, people are gonna be so pissed. <laughs> we, yeah, they'll then, be fucking I'm yelling playing. at us, and I'll be like, <laughs> maybe we could like that could be a future episode of Reverb, guys. We just play COD and you listen to people yell at us. What a what a content that would be. We'd get called motherfuckers six times. Oh, we'd be called worse things than that. Honestly, I, I haven't been called anything that bad. I did get a message from someone telling me that I sucked. Yeah. Uh, I but I haven't, been like, I haven't been scolded over over uh, game chat yet, which is nice. I did when I used to play like years ago on my 360, my Xbox 360, my vintage console. Uh, I used to get it when I was a bit younger because I think I would give it a little bit when they gave it to me. But now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Um, I got yelled at once on GTA, and it was intense. They were calling me all kinds of slurs that you shouldn't call people. And I was like, oh, cool. cool. Um, I believe he got banned from... Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. which is fair. But yeah, um, hmm. <laughs> maybe there'll be a future episode of Josh Plays where it's me and Kevin playing COD and just being fucking awful. If y'all, if y'all are here for that, tweet at me. Tweet at Kevin. If it's something you want to see, I can make it work. So, if you're out there and you just want to grind on Xbox or, you know, just just uh, hit me up. <laughs> I play Battlefront as well. I'm also ass at that. Mm, relatable. And if you play real consoles and you want to play a PlayStation and you're on PS4, hit me up because... Yeah, if you're an 11-year-old child and you play a PlayStation, you know, hit up Josh. You know what, Kevin? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was anticlimactic. It was a little bit, uh, but hey, 
That is outros on this show. Just completely anticlimactic. Just see ya. That's basically... You know what? That's how I'm going to end this episode, everybody. I'm going to end this episode like this. See ya. Let the animals...